Welcome to the Choosing Simple podcast. My name is Amy Fuel, and I am a homesteading mama, wife, homemaker, entrepreneur, herbalist, and whatever hat I choose to wear each particular week. Thank you for joining me on the brand new year of the Choosing Simple podcast. I was actually supposed to have this episode out the last week of December, but duty called, motherhood got in the way, the holidays were amazing, and here we are in the second week of January just getting to this. So in this episode, my best friend Anne joined me as we talk about our words for 2021, how we came about choosing them and what they mean to us and how you can choose your words for 2021 and don't let it be intimidating. We're also going to talk about how we're going to find rest and peace, rest and peace. Let me try that again in the new year and how you can come along that journey with us. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you're subscribed because we are starting a brand new season of the Choosing Simple podcast that will probably go through the end of January through late spring and then I'll take a break and then we'll pick back up again uh, sometime in late summer or early fall and get going on some amazing topics. So make sure you're subscribed, leave a review if you haven't already, and let's get started with this week's podcast episode. Hey, Anne, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Hello. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Anne is my best friend in the whole wide world. Of course, other than my husband, we're not counting him right now. So, (laughs) and she can say the same thing about her husband too. So, so Anne and I have been friends for quite a few years. Anne, why don't you tell everyone all about yourself? Uh, I'm Anne. I am from the brand A Farm Girl in the Making. Uh, we have been homesteading for eight years, going on nine now. Um, we have a small two-acre homestead in the mountains in the Pacific Northwest on the coastal side. So we get about nine months of rain continual uh, with a reprieve here and there. Uh, we raise goats and rabbits and chickens and geese and ducks and guineas and quail currently still. And uh, we are roughly about, I would say depending on the year, between 70 to 80% sustainable on our property. And when I say depending on the year, that means just basically the weather and what we can work with with our local farmers in the area for what I can't grow. And um, and that's a pretty quick summary (laughs) of it all. Yeah, and Anne wrote- I I am a mother of seven. Right. And I wrote a book. You're right. I wrote a book. You did. You wrote a book and you have ebooks too. You can find yeah. more from Anne at afarmgirlinthemaking.com and I'll link all that information below as well. But so Anne has, she's gone through parenting lots and lots, right? But uh, so this week we are talking about our words of the year. What made us choose those words? Or I have two words. Do you have one word or two words? I have one. I can only focus on one. Okay. Well, one. Uh, yeah. And I was only going to have one too, but then I don't know. I felt like mine kind of went hand in hand and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and then just finding encouragement for you guys, um, ways that we're, we're intentionally finding rest and purpose and joy going into this 2021 year and coming off of the craziest year. I think many of us have ever had, And so why don't you get started? Let's do your word first and how you came about choosing it. I think it's important to know that this for, I think for you and for I, from myself is, is that resolutions don't work, right? We've we've all talked about them over and over again. And people, I think are really starting to stray away from resolutions into being a little bit more accountable in what 
they want to do. And my word for the year is actually to be more intentional. So I'm intentional this year. And I've got, you know, when I, when I thought about it, I had like five words, five words that I really wanted. I, you know, but when it, when I finally broke it down to, it was basically, what do I need to really focus on going on year nine, you know, family wise, my relationship with God, my, especially my relationship with my husband, not that it's bad, but I wanted to have more right. of a community relationship with him in a sense. And then what did I want to do on the property? I've got um, a granddaughter now with two grandbabies coming, one in May and one in April. And, uh, and then on top of that, this isn't our forever homestead. And we are now talking within two years of selling and finding basically what Justin and I are calling our retirement homestead. Justin's going to be retiring early this, this time around at 55. And, um, and so I, I had so much and because I had so much, I was so overwhelmed, right? I became to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to get the property ready. I've got to still feed us. And I still have to move right. with my, my thought process of really wanting to um, bring more people into the lifestyle that we live and the family time and, you know, this time and that time I had to just stop. I stopped. And so it was actually the week of Christmas. I logged off of pretty much everything on social media. Like, yeah, I, you did. I kept Jeez. Yeah, I, kept, <laughs> I did. I kept in touch with my friends through Marco Polo, you know, and texts and things like that and Facebook. However, I did cut off posting on Instagram. I did cut off posting on Facebook. I did cut off with just about anything on the website. And I, that's how I came to be intentional with where I was going at this point, because I knew there was going to come a time where I needed time to be for me. I mean, not, and I say this and I don't mean it to be rude, but not necessarily my family or my husband or my property, right. but about me. Right. And, um, and that's where intentional came from. I, I have to pick certain things that I'm going to focus on and I have to give it 150% because if not, Amy knows there'll be a meltdown, there'll be a meltdown yeah. halfway through and, you know, and then she's picking me back up on the bootstrap going, <laughs> okay, dust yourself off, let's go. And so um, that that's my word is intentional truly is. Well, and I think that's important too, because, um, and I've talked about this in various different episodes, but when you say that you need time for you or that you need to take care of yourself, there's nothing selfish about that because the reality is that if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of anyone else. And as, as moms and wives and homesteaders, that's a lot. That's a big job. And so, you know, my husband always asks me, like, I'll stay up, you know, until midnight some nights. And he's like, why don't you just go to bed? And I'm like, cause this is literally the only time, the only me time that I have. And so, yeah, I'm tired. Um, I've gotten used to it, but you know what, <laughs> if I don't take that me time, then I'm constantly just, and I have to be intentional about it too, because sometimes I just want to go yeah. to bed. But um, if I don't intentionally take it, then I'm a grouch, like, because I don't feel like I'm still an individual person. You know, I'm like, I'm doing all these other things for everyone else. So my word for 2019 was intentional or for 2020 was intentional. And um, how surprising that it was the word intentional as we go into 2020, (laughs) because I, I actually had to be 21. We're in 21. 
you know, but at my word for my word for 2020 was intentional. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It was in my word for 2021 or 2020 was intentional. And so like, I literally, it was really interesting because I had to choose really hard. I mean, you know, to be intentional about decisions, about relationships, about Mm -hmm. my time, about my emotions, like it was monotonous to have to choose intentionally throughout the whole year. And so I think last year for 2020, I think you had a lot more like emotional growth in 2020. I really do. I really do. I think you, because you were so intentional with, with every choice that you made in regards to every aspect of your life. I think that was a great word for you. I think that was like, it just kind of fell into your black kind of Mm -hmm. word. Well, and I think it really prepared me um, for this year. And so this year I was originally like towards the end of 2020, I really felt like that God was going to show me what needed to be done in 2021. Mm -hmm. Like 2021 was going to be the year of vision. So that was my first word was vision. Like God was going to give me vision and clarity um, in every aspect of, of my life. You know, like I've been, I've been working my tail off, you know what I mean? And it's like, why? And I've had, you know, I've come to that point. Why, why am I working my tail off? And I, and so, you know, that was the first word, but then as the year, you know, started really closing out, I really felt God calling me to talk about purpose. Like, and I feel like they can go hand in hand, vision and purpose can go hand in hand. And so I actually chose two words this year. Those are my two words, vision and purpose. And I feel like they mesh together because, you know, a lot of, especially with homesteading, I think it's very homesteading related. You know, I've, I've often asked the question, like, why am I homesteading or, or why, why did I start Homesteaders of America? Like it, it, it can't just be that it was a conference and, you know, we're for the sake of not sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but we're getting slammed over here at Homesteaders of America with, with issue after issue with website issues, with Facebook issues, with censorship, with, with just, I mean, YouTube shut with us down for goodness sake. Just talking about you know, it out of the with, blue. With, right? yeah, politicians yeah. just randomly start talking, you know, yeah. oh, it's just a random conversation talking about, <laughs> about, oh, maybe I'll just quit my career and become a homesteader when we know that that can't even be true for that politician because they think that cow farts ruin the ozone layer, you know? So, (laughs) you know, so it's, you know, I feel like, I feel like the decisions in 2020 that I had to make, the things that were revealed to me in 2020 were purposeful because in order to move into 2021, and, and do the work that God wants me to do, Absolutely. I had to make, had to go through the things that I had to go through because now the next step is, okay, here's what all of this is for, because it's not by chance that in 2016, I decided to start a conference and it all fell together mm-hmm. and it's fallen together every single year. And suddenly then we're in a pandemic two years later, you know what I mean? Three years later. And we see the, the biggest growth in homesteading that we've seen since the, you know, the dust bowl. Right. And so yeah. Yeah. It, there's, there's no coincidence. And so 
I really just, and, and not just with, with homesteading and HOA, I feel like that God in general is, is leading me to vision and purpose for every aspect of my life in 2021. And so that is how I came to, um, those words and just trying to filter the lens of life through, okay, well, this is happening right now. What's the purpose of it? Because there has to be a reason, you know, there has to be a reason that this is happening or this is, you know, not happening, you know? And so it's been really interesting to just kind of see even, even into the first week of January, um, you know, like the new event that we're planning, I mean, in in Tennessee and, and just watching that fall together and watching the people that have already, you know, and I haven't even told you half of this because it's just been boom, 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 boom. One thing after the other. I know. Yeah. And, you know, Justin Rhodes had texted me, uh, last week and he was like, you know, I just, I want you to know that I'm, you know, I'm canceling certain events and we're only doing HOA you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, that was my face too. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of like, it's like, you know, this is crazy. Here's what I think, Amy, is, is that many people see you and myself as just a shell, right? Like they see us, they see what we put on social media, but I think that deep down, I think that when, when you you dig deep and you get to the the roots of who we are as people, right? There has only been, and I know this from Amy, what are we on? 12 years now? We're in 12 years. It's been a while. Oh my gosh. We're on. It's been that long. 2013. Oh, wow. 2013. So how many years? Almost eight years. Eight years. Okay. So, oh yeah. So right when I started homesteading, that was about it. Um, So anyways, long story short is, is that the, you know, Amy, vision and purpose is, I, I don't just going to say this, vision and purpose are ideal words for Amy. She, you know, to her, it's a calling that came to her and, and where it was at, you know, choosing intentional for me was a calling for where it's at. Amy, you know, Amy is always has a vision. She always has a plan somewhere in the back of her mind. <laughs> if, you don't about my, if you don't know anything about Amy is, is that she keeps a dock of all her ideas. Like, I, I, like it comes to her, she's like, I got to write this down. So she like right. has this document on her computer that just has all these ideas. I'm like, Amy, I am a, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it now. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but there's always one bottom line for me. And I will forever to the day that I die, be a teacher. Always, always, right. always, always, always. Um, and so, you know, by me choosing intentional, yeah, it is, has to do with my relationship with my husband and my children, God, uh, the property and stuff like that. But more importantly for me, it's how many more people can we bring into this movement? How yeah. many more people do we have that's going to stand up on a soapbox with us and look at the, and, and look at the, the forces that we have to deal with in our country and say enough, enough already. Right. We're not going to take it anymore. Enough, enough. And, um, Amy lives in, you know, a rural part of Virginia. I live in the suburbs part of Virginia, even though I'm not in town. Washington. I'm still in a town. Yeah, in Washington. Yeah. I'm still in a town that deals with Boeing executives, Microsoft executives, Amazon executives, Expedia. Um, you know, uh, Apple is actually coming in and Google and fa- um, Facebook. These are executives where I live, where the property sell for $1.5 million for a tiny little townhouse. Okay. So when I get on my personal Facebook page and I'm like, oh, you know, posting my opinions and comments on things, I get hit by these 
individuals who don't have an understanding of what it truly means to live simply and just right. take a step back. And so my, my, my focus is to not necessarily change the world in one year, but it's to take 10, 15, 20, 100 people with me along this journey. That's more power to say, I am going to claim my food source and be who I'm at. You know, right. we talked about HOA real quick. You know, Amy brought up HOA and things like that is, is that, you know, I, I still can remember, and I don't remember a lot, but I could still remember the conversation when Amy brought up HOA. And what I thought about this particular conference and, you know, maybe it will just be something small and maybe it was just going to be, you know, a couple hundred people and things like that. But this was her vision and goals. I, I was driving to work that day and here I am. I got these goosebumps on my arms as she's talking about it. And in truth, I knew, I knew then, and I will still say it to this day is, is that there is a reason why we do what we do. You know, right. Amy might have been back at that year saying, you know, it's just something small, just something to get people together, just something to just teach people who want to learn. And now, you know, HOA has grown by leaps and bounds and, and it's almost like, how fast can we keep up with it? How fast right, can yeah. Amy, you know, and how, how much hours can Amy commit sitting at her computer and on conference calls and, and setting up things, you know what I mean? And, it, you know how fast can all this happen? And, you know, in the meantime of it all, for her, she still has a toddler. For her, she still has a property she's working and, you know, another garden property and a different, another property of hers. Right. And then, you know, and, you know, I, though I do not dedicate as many hours to HOA, you know, in lieu of it, I put in, you know, between 40 and 60 hours, depending on what the heck's happening in the week. Right. You know, Amy's up. I can't stay up until midnight like Amy does. My cutoff is like 10 o'clock. No. But uh, that's, that's where I'm at. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that when you think about where you want to go, don't just stop for what you want to do for this year. Right. I'm always planning the next year. I can't see past year two because if I do, then I drop the ball somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's yes, my word is intentional this year, but what is it going to lead to for next year? I mean, for me, you know, if I get everything set up the way that I want to do for myself and the, the goals that I've set up, I have a plan for 2022 already. So I don't, I encourage you to not only pick something for this year, but to really right. wrap it, right? You want to wrap it into the next year as well, too. Right. And I think that that is vital. Yeah. Because you can't just plan one year. You have to mm -hmm. know what you want the year after as well. Yeah. You know, and I think the other thing is important to, you know, every single person, I, you know, you and I are ambitious people, you know, we're just the, we're just driven, motivated, yeah. ambitious people in, in the leadership, you know, role of home study, but you don't have to be that way. You know, there, there are people listening oh, that, wow. yeah, yeah, that, that are, um, and you can still make ambitious goals, even if that ambitious goal is to wake up every morning and make sure make you get bed. laundry done. Yeah. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah. so as we, you know, you hear us talking about it because we're two, yeah. we're two entrepreneurs, we're two strong women who, who are in the depths of, of homesteading and community and business. And you'll hear me say that, like, when I think about the Proverbs 31 woman, she, she worked too, you know, but she yeah, had a household. You know, she had a household to work, but she also had her own, her own work outside the home. And so, you know, I've always just 
been that type of woman, but I do lack on housework sometimes, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, oh, but, it. you know, as we are, are going into 2021, if, if you haven't chosen words or you're thinking about you wanting to choose words or, um, or you're sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, these ladies got so much stuff to do. And I'm over here, like covered <laughs> in spit no. and, and no. boogers and got a sink full of dishes. You know, I think it's important to remember that every woman and person in general is just so different and God has a purpose for you and your purpose is not the same as my purpose. It's not the same as Anne's purpose. It's not even in the same playing field, you know, because we are all created uniquely and differently. And, you know, I, I posted this a few weeks ago. I should have pulled it up on my page. Let me see if I can find it on my website. Um, A few weeks ago, I was going through my, like Anne says, I, I have this whole folder of just ideas. Like I have, I have probably three books halfway written that I probably won't ever do anything music. with until I'm like, yeah. And music and just all kinds yeah. of things. And that I may not ever do anything with, but, but also maybe it's just not the right time to do something with it. But anyhow, yeah. I, um, I had opened up one of the books. Oh, here it is. I opened up one of the, the books that I had been writing and one of the, I just, whenever I have an idea, I'll type it in really quick into this document. And then, so I don't forget it. Right. And one of the things that I wanted to put in this particular book, I want to read it to you. I said, uh, I thought I had lost my purpose when I stopped having children. So I went looking for purpose, but purpose was here the entire time. Purpose isn't always grandiose. You were created with purpose. You didn't suddenly have purpose when you took on that new job or when you got married, when you had kids or when you had some epiphany or you were born with purpose. Yeah. It didn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what your social status is, what your friends are, who you're married to, whether you have kids or don't have kids. And I wrote that, you know, in the depths of infertility, you know, because I was like, well, what, what is my purpose now as a woman, as a wife, you know, I can't have any more kids. And so what is my purpose now? And of course we, we all know the story. I I ended up surprised, surprise, you know, got pregnant, had another baby, but you, you wait, 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 you, you, okay. Let me back up. Surprise, surprise. She had a baby right when she launched something that was, that was now her focus. She still had junior, but I mean, what are the likelihoods that you launch HOA and then all of a sudden ever comes? It's like you were, you were there to discover your balance for everything that needed to be in that moment in time. Right. I I think about that often. It's like, why now? Why now did God give you a child right in the midst of you discovering where you were going to go next? You know what I mean? And I, and I look at Everett and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I look at the two boys and I'm like, there it is. There it is. You know, they will now one day be leaders in their own right to do what they're going to do, whether or not it's to continue the HOA legacy or Mark's business or whatever the right. case is. Well, did I ever tell you, I mean, and I don't talk about it a lot because people will think you're crazy nowadays, but you know, when I was pregnant with Everett and I was just, I remember I was probably, I was probably about 20. No, I was, it was earlier than that. I, it was probably like the 14th week, 15th week. Um, and you know, cause in the beginning there, we had a scare. We didn't really know if it was a viable pregnancy, couldn't find a heartbeat or anything like that. And so throughout my entire pregnancy up until that 14th week, 
I worried. I worried myself to death because even up to the 20th week, you know, there's no guarantee that that you'll carry this baby full term or full enough to where it can be kept alive. Right. And um, I remember laying in bed one night and just <clears throat> praying, praying, praying. And I was just thanking God so much for, you know, being pregnant and having this opportunity to be a mom again. But I was just, you know, and so I was expressing, you know, my fear and my heartache of what if, how, you know, if this happens. And, and then I said, uh, when, in my, when I was praying, I said, uh, I guess that you knew I needed him. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. vividly and almost audibly heard, you don't yeah. need him. I need him. And that's why I gave him to you. And I just kind of sat there. And from that moment on, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared that I would lose my pregnancy. I wasn't scared that he would be born with some, you know, horrible issue. You know, I, and that was another thing too. Like, what if he's born and there's something wrong with him? And I I didn't, and even if he were, it didn't matter because I knew Mm -hmm. that there was a purpose and you know, and so even from that moment, almost two, you know, over two years ago, that was when purpose really, you know, and that's yeah. when I wrote that, you uh-huh. know, right before I, I got pregnant. And so I think it's just important to look through the lens of life this year and what has happened last year and what is going to happen this year. We don't know, but of what is the purpose? And if we can, if we can think of it that way, what is the purpose and what is the vision? What's God trying to show me um, either about myself, my personal life, my family life, relationships, um, you know, or, or even just drawing closer to him. What yeah. is he trying to get my attention on or what is he working for the good of, of us either as individuals or as a country or as a community? Um, and we, when we can kind of look at it that way, it almost instantly brings peace and joy because, you know, you know, there's a scripture that says for those that love him, you know, all things work for the good of those who love him and who believe in him. And so even if it's the worst thing you could ever go through, there's a purpose yeah, and we can find rest and joy in that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that that's a great way to say that, you know, and, you know, when to touch back on the fact that, you know, the lives that Amy and I live are really different, but yet similar to the lives that many homemaking people, women live as a whole. We just balance it at a different degree right. and whatnot. It doesn't make us, um, I, I, you know, and I'll say this because I saw something on social media the other day that really hurt my heart. And, I, and it kind of made me angry, to be honest with you. There was an individual that said, um, that some people aren't real homesteaders and, you know, or real farmers. And, you know, to me, I stopped and I was like, okay, does that mean that some people aren't real mothers or real wives or real this, that someone can laxy daisy, just throw a comment like that because that individual really wasn't getting what she really wanted, which was to be able to attend something. So she chose to bring other people down in that process. I think the biggest lesson for myself in the last three years was, to number one, not take things what people say personally, but to find a reason why they said it and to make sure that I'm not feeding into something like that, right? Mm-hmm. My biggest thing last year was, and Amy knows this because I really had like almost a mini make breakdown with her on the phone. I was like, oh my God, I can't take it. There's so much noise in the yeah. world right now. 
like every time you turn around, there's noise. It's either coming from this person, that person, social media, uh, the news or whatever the case is. And I told her, I said, I need to just learn to turn off the noise and to continue to move about what I need to do. And I, and I ended the year pretty strong after that. that yeah, you did. You really did. Her. You did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, cause I, she was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I just can't take the noise anymore. And yeah. Um, yeah. And remember, and I just, and I, I, I said, that's it. I'm turning it off. And I went to a couple of individuals that, you know, if I didn't understand what was happening and I will say Justin, my husband and Amy were pretty much the two that I was like, okay, this is what I heard. Tell me where we're at. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I need clarification because, you know, Amy knows English isn't my first language. So sometimes a lot of things I don't truly comprehend because the wording is a little bit different or I never grew up in a world like that. So um, so between Justin and Amy, they were like, I, I minimized it. And I said, where are we at? Tell me what is happening so I can understand. And the two of them stopped and minimized the noise and said, okay, this is where it's at. And both of them are very biased. They will both give me opinions from every spectrum of everything. So it's not like I sit down and I'm like, I, my new source right. is my husband and my best friend. Right. You know, my new source is communicate with me and explain it to me in a verbiage I understand. Mm-hmm. But when I talk about, you know, I give tours of my home often. And the reason why is because my image of my home doesn't portray my home. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when people actually see my home and how I choose to decorate it and how I choose to present myself, like, you know, being, you know, it's different than what most people are prepared for. But for you, not Amy, but for you as the audience, think about it the first thing is um jealousy is the what has to say jealousy is a thief of joy is that how you say it amy yeah yeah so you know i look at other people's homes and i'm like oh i love that i mean if you were to stop and look at how amy does her home to how i do my home you know we we have different styles but similarities in the same and um you know i i would say for you as a homemaker when you choose your words for the year I would really stop and, you know, I'm talking about this on my podcast this week is the mission statement. I've been for five years, created a mission statement for myself, not for anything else, but for me. And um, think about your mission statement. I mean, I only have five to six points in my mission statement. And when I chose my word, it was based on my mission statement. And I think that it allowed me to truly say, I can do this for myself in order to give to my family or in order to give to my property in order to give to my business. And um, so, you know, I I would really encourage you to stop and think about that. What is your real mission statement? You know, what, what you really want to achieve for yourself going forward? Is it making your bed every single day? Is it, you know, washing the dishes in the sink? You know, we're not a nighttime dish family. You know what I mean? We rinse our dishes and we'll wash them because we don't have a dishwasher. They're washed in the morning. If I'm ambitious, they'll get washed the night before, you know, but usually like Amy, I work more towards the later afternoon and into the, into the evening. Mm -hmm. When I first met Amy, she was a, I'm at my desk at nine o'clock. I'm having lunch at 11 o'clock kind of person. And you know, me, I'm like, no, my property comes first. When I get inside, you know, uh, that's when I'll sit down and work. And, mm. you know, usually it's between 9.30 and 10 that I'm in from, you know, doing whatever I need to do out there. And um, so when I sit down and work, it's usually not until about 11 or 12. And then I work until 9 or 10 in the right. process of all that. And um, 
it, you know, just stop and think about like one thing you really, really want to do, especially in your home. Does dishes bother you? Does making the bed bother you? Right. Does, does vacuuming bother you? You know, what can you offload to your children to help right. in that process as well too? My children had chores all day. My 23-year-old had a chore all day and she cooks three days out of the week. You know, the, you know, she works full-time as well too and goes to school, but you know, everybody in the household has a play in regards to running the home. Right. And, um, you know, we go back to Proverbs, the Proverbs woman, right? She may have had, and I, I'm saying this and I don't want anybody to take it wrong, but she had servants to help her in that sense. And I'm not right. calling my family servants in any right. way, shape or form, but they do contribute to eating the food, making the mess, right, and right. living here and things like that. So they contribute to the household. So in a modern society, we've switched servants for family members who contribute to it. Um, Justin really doesn't do much in the household. Um, and I don't think Mark really does either, right? So, no, not a lot, you know, yeah. and we've had that conversation too, where, you know, there's a difference between being someone's maid and just asking them to clean up after themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's a yep. totally different topic for another day. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really important to, to look at your home. I like how you said, you know, your, have your home reflect, we did a podcast or I did a podcast on this, uh, a few weeks ago is, is how your home can reflect your heart. And so yes. what, look at your house. What does your house look like right now? Mm -hmm. um, and it'll show you what you need to work on with your heart. If your house is, you know, in disarray, then your heart's in disarray. If your house, yeah. you know, you'll make priorities this year of, of what's important to you and kind of think of that as you plan your year. And as you, what are the things you want to find this year? Do you want to be intentional? Do you want to be at rest? Do you want to be peaceful? Do you want to, do you want to be ambitious? You know, do you have new goals? I have, I see so many people starting new businesses uh, after oh 2020 God. and, you know, maybe yeah. that's what you want to do. And, and so, you know, sit down and, and write it out, write out some words that you can, I love that you have a, a mission statement for yourself every year. And because then you can kind of test everything, oh, yeah. every decision, every thing that happens through that mission statement. Does it line up with my mission statement this year? And it kind of helps keep you on track. And of course you're flexible too, but yeah. um, you know, as we, as we go through this year, especially at the beginning and we can make plans. And I think having that foundation really sets the tone for the year. Um, if we can just understand that, yeah. um, you know, and stop worrying about what other people think of you right. and stop worrying about what anybody else, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think that that was my final shedding. We've talked about, you need to put the shedding, the shedding. Yeah. One of our first ones back up there. It was my final shedding of, of just being a strong independent independent, a truly strong independent woman was I had, I shedded everything anybody else was doing anything, how somebody else's house looked. And, you know, my house may look this way and, you know, my children's house may look a different way, but that fits their circumstances. And right. in no way, and I know Amy enough to know that in no way we're saying if your house isn't spotless, then it makes you less of a woman. Right, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. It just means that you had to, in that moment in time, prioritize something else ahead of it in order to get you through your day. Like there are days, you know, garden and preserving right. season. I want to tell you, my house isn't spotless. It's no, not in any way, shape or form because that comes first. And 
you know, you, you have to learn that. And then, but I think with the mission statement, the independent mission statement is what I call it. The independent mission statement is, is that it keeps you on track for what you want, right? It does. And, and it's just something I print it out on a piece of paper. I tuck it away. I actually have a couple of printouts. I always have one in my desk drawer and then I always have one in my planner. And then I always have one on the nightstand somewhere where, you know, if I, open it up and all of a sudden I see it and it's like yeah oh, it's like a yeah. surprise again you know what I mean um some people just I've, I've read that some people will just pin it up so they can see it every single day you know um whatever it is for you it, the one thing is is that reclaim this year as your year be right. true to you and to be true to what you want in five years you know what yeah. I mean yeah. it, you I think that's important, you know, to say emotionally, I don't want to be stuck being competitive with somebody else, or I don't want to be stuck comparing my home to somebody else's home. Right. And just I be you. Sourdough. Yeah. I want to make sourdough bread like Amy. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> so that is my year too, is to master my sourdough. I mean, I can make pancakes and I can make all that stuff, but I want that beautiful artisan roll and, um, but you can do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's patience. And it's like one of those things. It's like just yeah. wise. It's intentional. It. You have to yeah. be intentional and with your, your sourdough. Yep. So yeah, I think that that's, that's the way it goes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think, I think that was a, I think that was a good chat. We always have good chats. We could go for hours yeah. and hours and yeah. hours, but all right, Anne. Well, thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. You guys can check out the links in the description and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I, I always enjoy talking with Anne. She is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Of course, right? I'm a little biased. But I hope we encouraged you and inspired you to just live more simply this year, live more intentionally, realize that you have purpose, you have a, a reason for being here, even if that's just to take care of your family. It doesn't have to be elaborate, and if it is elaborate, that's okay too. Join me next time on the Choosing Simple podcast. I have no idea what we're going to get into, but I'm excited to get started for this new year and new season where we touch on some new topics, I think, in homesteading and motherhood. And we might even get into some controversial topics too. So thanks for joining me this week, guys. And as always, don't forget to choose simple. Mm -hmm.